Hey listeners, welcome back to the fourth episode of TT with the Ballers and a lot has happened in the week and we'll talk about the point number 1 the best in the world the goat uh, winner of six ballon d'ors Lionel Andres Messi is not going to renew his contract with Barcelona and it has created a quite a buzz around the market regarding the future of Barcelona regarding the future of Messi where he is going to land in the future so let's bring in someone who who feels the hurt the most at this point of time regarding that um shuja welcome to the show today and uh, what do you have to say about the whole conundrum which has been going around lionel messi barcelona and la liga financial rules so it's obviously it's a very tough pill to swallow but not that you know we are we are not expecting this day to come i mean it was going to come it's come two years sooner and uh, obviously we were not expecting it to happen so soon but it is what it is yeah so as if anybody saw the comments or i personally tuned into the president's uh, press conference today and to hear what he has to say and what went wrong in his contract agreement and it, it was clear that both parties had a mutual agreement but la liga has a certain rule every competition you play has a certain rule and you cannot you know just cross a certain line to play it and that's exactly what happened the uh, barca received the in the inheritance the current board of barcelona received uh, was in a very pathetic condition and it was not enough to renew his co- contract it was not viable in terms of financial fair play and uh, barca couldn't renew it and that's what happened he messi had come back from vacation and uh, he was supposed to renew his contract today and uh, when the both parties bought this to la liga the then la liga said that no it's not possible uh, because uh, the contract is not valid in uh, and not in accordance with financial fair play and the only option that barcelona was left with was to uh, accept uh, the latest i don't know if you guys have heard it's uh, a cvc is a company that has invested in la liga and is injecting around 2.7 billion cash and each club is going to receive a certain amount of it and barcelona was told to accept it and uh, and forgo 10% of their tv rights so i don't uh, i don't know again if people know this but barcelona's tv rights are the highest in the world it's 165 million a year and uh, forgoing 10% of that for 50 years this deal with cvc capitals is for 50 years and that means that barcelona would lose 800 million in the long term what was expected of them was to sacrifice the long term for the short term and uh, yes like uh, i appreciate the board of directors and president for actually you know taking a tough call on this not everybody could i'm pretty sure if this was barter news board it would have definitely taken the money and renewed messi which would have screwed us over in the long term so yeah that's uh, that's about it that's how the story ends not a very fairy tale ending but it's okay the ride was more than a fairy tale the moment okay. the moment right now for you is dar to bahut ho raha hai nahi uh, not really because uh, obviously it it's just weird because he is the greatest of all time but we've had other greats of all times to play in barcelona and they all have left okay most of them have left okay the likes of iniesta has left the likes of xavi has left what hurts is not that he's gone what hurts is that he has not received the kind of farewell and the kind of send off that we all would have hoped for okay like when you saw iniesta leave the entire camp nou was packed it was packed and there was literally an infinite iniesta 
on the on the seats of camp nou and that's how a legend deserves to go and it's not just because of the situation and uh, the pandemic also is a factor yeah there are no fans in the stadium you cannot really give him the kind of send off he deserves so yeah that's that's that it's a it's a sad day for football and uh, bringing in harsh into the conversation how different football be for la liga moving forward without let's say a few major names being skipped out in the recent days where ramos has left over a couple couple of years ago ronaldo left and now eventually lionel messi is making the grand exit and in a very controversial manner here um, what difference does it make to the la liga perspective and what do you have to say about that so i think it's it's a big day i mean uh, it's almost like end of an era for uh, for barcelona and for football yeah this day had to come this day had to pan out one day or the other and uh, as difficult as it will be for barcelona fans uh, i think uh, i think uh, they're going to they're going to come out of it stronger they had a certain amount of uh, over reliance on messi also so this gives them a new direction and a new freedom to move forward yeah i mean it just makes the world a little fair where <laughs> Barcelona can no longer <laughs> afford that amount of salary. I mean, his 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 salary was huge, and uh, I just hope Barcelona deal with it uh, really well. I mean, uh, the restrictions and the financial fair play that has come in. I mean, Barcelona had a like what do you say, a ridiculous salary uh, budget, and it has been like that for quite a. quite some time um i mean just to uh, put this into context the it is like the salary context is such that the wage bill was 110% with regard to the club's income and they had like like a 1 to 4 ratio to add 25 million to the wage bill they had to cut down 100 million so messi's salary was 60 million and he took a pay cut and it came to 20 million And, and still they weren't and, able to so so if if you have to sign messi you literally have to take out coutinho griezmann diong basically all the players that you are expecting to play for you for in the next like you know good 5 6 years so that is the price you have to pay so yeah continue harsh like i just wanted yeah, to yeah that. yeah that's that's i mean uh harsh reality of football Yeah, comes to you right now. Six seventy one million, I think, was the budget and all. So that's that's a huge uh, thing. And uh, yeah, all in all, Lionel Messi is a free agent now, and let's see who grabs him up. I mean, uh, the world of football is going crazy, but again, let's see who's um, gonna take the decision. He's thirty four. He comes with a huge salary legacy. budget, and uh, <laughs> legacy or salary budget. What are we talking about? No, no. Here? I, I'm pretty sure his salary is no longer huge. Anywhere he goes, it's going to be twenty million and less. So I, he's not the highest paid footballer in the world anymore. So yeah, that's that. that's going to happen. But I, I think with the kind of player Messi is, right? Uh, salary is not something which a club would really look at 
the kind of player he is no matter what money he can bring a lot to the game and while talking about that today in our show we have a new new speaker and who's a shy speaker who doesn't really want to speak up but let's bring him into the conversation hi shashank good evening would you like to say something about messi's presence in the la liga well it has been brought to our notice that he was a huge factor of you becoming a football fan and <laughs> going in the exact opposite way of where uh, he is headed so yeah i started watching football and a part of the credit goes to messi <laughs> <laughs> plus barcelona fans you know i have so many friends who are hardcore barcelona fans so yeah that's it and uh, i would like to have messi in premier league but i don't think that's going to happen uh, currently because man city is already chasing like i they have already signed relish and the other clubs i don't think they have uh, you know that amount of money to actually land messi well, chelsea uh, has the money but it's not about the money right uh, it's about his will to join the club yeah but uh, <laughs> it's chelsea right so uh, <laughs> so had it been man city i would have uh, considered it but yeah then <laughs> moving on so i think he would be joining psg uh, if he is going to play uh, at the topmost level and which he deserves to play uh, uh, right now so yeah uh, let's see where he goes and wherever he goes it would be fun to watch him play uh yeah okay that's... thank you shashank um akash do you agree with his point um can messi uh, not be afforded by any one of the premier league clubs and his future lies in psg with the contacts he's making and the news which is revolving around i think uh, the prob- most probable candidate contenders are with the deepest pockets such as man city led by his former barcelona mentor pep guardiola or <laughs> or psg uh, where he would link up with once uh, he would link up with once again with the, the former teammate neymar i think uh, uh, psg will be a, a better choice for him because uh, because of uh, no, he has the players like neymar around him and also there's the manager there's this manager called mauricio pochettino who is also a good manager and uh, also i think it's not uh, also uh, an argentine and being... he would meet up with his good friend sergio ramos also there yeah <laughs> good friend <laughs> yeah so uh, i think he'll go to psc and uh, and we were talking about the uh, effect on la liga right i have a point uh, so as harsh told that uh, uh, about the small positives uh, such as the wage bill being reduced or dependence on messi not uh, uh, not existing can be thought of uh, which i think which are in the positive if you consider the amount of revenue messi brings in barcelona with his market appeal and performances uh, uh, from a footballing stand uh, standpoint the situation is manageable because la liga will get the talented and world class players in coming future but nonetheless nonetheless from a financial point standpoint it 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 is looking like a disaster because uh, messi is responsible for i have went to the stats and all and i uh, i i got this uh, stat it 
which uh, signifies that Messi is responsible for 30% of Barcelona's journey and eight, uh, earning and 80% of its shirt sales. Okay. Apart from the TV broad, uh, broadcasting contract, Messi leaving could affect the smaller clubs also with financial strict arrangement heavily. It might like me. TV rights are distributed equally, like earlier TV rights were distributed among Barca and Real. It was not an equal distribution, but the rules have changed and now it's more of equal distribution. Okay, So with Messi going, uh, I think the TV right money will be less and it's uh, in turn the amount of money going to the smaller clubs will be less. So uh, Messi, Lear Messi is, is more than just a footballer. His presence has like transcended the sport and his, his influence is immense. For, for La Liga to lose a player who is who is the identity of La Liga uh, as Cristiano was is is nothing short of catastrophe. That's all. Okay. Okay. That was a very deep insight here. So when you're talking about from a footballing standpoint, he can you know, his loss can be coped up with, but financially it would be very difficult to cope up with. I, I would uh, like to ask Shuja here that, okay, fine, uh, there was a lot of revenue coming in through, Bas, uh, uh, through Messi to Barcelona and <clears throat> his absence would definitely leave a massive, massive hole. But so did Javi, Iniesta's, Puyols and other relevant players uh, leaving the club has left a massive hole which have been the mantle has been take up, taken up by different different players. But when you're talking about the GOAT, uh, who's considered to be one of the best in the world, it has seen the absence of Messi. What, what do you think? Is Barcelona ready to cope up with that kind of pressure which they will have on them right now? Because the likes of Atletico Madrid, is they are, they are having a really strong squad. Um, Real Madrid is developing a strong squad and I would not say that Barcelona does not have a strong squad but at this point of time with so many controversies going around does does that add pressure to Barcelona's board teams and the coach? Uh, it surely does and uh, as to your question that you know how like how is Barcelona going to cope I don't think they have a choice uh, they, the faster they cope with this, the better. And uh, as the president has said, that obviously Messi brings in a lot of revenue. And uh, the only solution to that is work harder. And uh, we, it's not like we don't have world-class players. And we do have world-class players. And uh, most of them are young and they are upcoming. So it's not like the future is very dark. But obviously, we cannot replace Leo Messi. Nobody can replace Leo Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. You cannot like produce them on a daily basis that somebody would come and replace them. Uh, but at the same time, you know, what was there any choice? Okay, the, that it is what it is, right? The situation is what it is. The, the, there's no point crying over spilled milk. What's been done has been done over the course of since 2015. When was the last rebel era? 2016, the downfall started. And it's not a, it's not a one-day thing. It's a five-year thing. And uh, you cannot, the new board just cannot come and make everything right. And uh, having said that, this looks a little like, see, Ramos also left. But it does not, but this Lionel Messi saga seems over magnified like no other has is because he stands at an axis of the likes of Johan Cruyff and other greats who have played La Liga. But again, Barcelona is 122 years old and it has gone through all sorts of episodes, including the departures of unparalleled and 
uncomparable personalities i mean the likes of ronaldinho when ronaldinho left the same question was asked what will happen to la liga or what will happen to barcelona where is all the money going to come from but yeah not for this uh, will be the transition no, it's not that the transition will become any smoother it will be sudden though because it will be tough but it is what it is uh, it no has to happen it has to happen i mean the literally barcelona was left with two choices if there was an option to sacrifice the long term for the short term the alternatives were as risky as selling the tv rights for half a century or terminating contracts with the possibility of ending up in court or even putting up the likes of ansu fati frankie deong pedri up for sale which is like the future of barcelona you know like a bigger disaster that, than what they are really into right yeah. now i mean i think the president took a very good call and he as he rightly said today that uh, barcelona is bigger than the coach is bigger than the presidents and it's bigger than the players and even if he is the greatest of all times and lionel messi is an advocate of the state the club comes first and messi himself is a huge advocate of the statement and uh, obviously he would not want to stay if it, it is drowning the club but obviously it's not like he didn't want to stay he, it's just that the situation is tough and it's not possible okay okay so i have two questions for you here harsh the change in the board of barcelona how are they doing uh, where did the older clubs have screwed up and the current board is trying to make amends and secondly the current players who have come in as new players right how how do you think um, they will take up this competition and how how do you see barcelona lining up with the current players they have which they will be able to register post uh, the termination of messi's contract so i think uh, greatness of barcelona began when uh, like when in the near uh, history when la masia graduates held a very prominent position and held the spine of the squad uh when carlos puyol was the captain and uh, you had the likes of messi iniesta uh xavi uh playing for the club uh that's when the real dominance of barcelona began now ronaldinho carlos puyol xavi iniesta i don't think they were as big a loss as messi is going to be because i think uh, the influence the brand the the effect and the overall stats of messi precedes any any player uh, so i think it's going to be a huge uh, huge huge issue uh, the current board i think is just cleaning up the mess created by his predecessor bartomeu i mean uh, the amount of uh, like we have already discussed this time that the bill uh, the wage bill was 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 beyond all imagination and beyond all uh, sense of sanity uh, the amount of wage bill uh, barcelona was carrying so it was only about time that they had to shed some weight off i think tough calls but i think it's it's the it's 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 really tough but then i think it's it's the right one because you know uh, so do you think can... barcelona is in the right hands right now with the current board a new elected board coming I, in and making these tough i think decisions? they 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 still need to reduce the wage bill a little to make things 
a, a bit more uh, smoother for them in the near future because the more they do right now it will be easier for them in, in times to come and uh, given that uh, i don't know all of a sudden we see a supply of la masia graduates stop so that is one aspect that has worried me in the recent times because they have been buying a lot of players i mean barcelona is not known for buying so many players i mean they have bought left right and center with huge wage bills i think that is a big challenge and uh, if if youth is developed in the traditional way and if la masia functions in the traditional way i think they'll be out of this mess in no time but yeah this this board is dealing with something that they have they kya bole um, it's not easy it's not, not everyone's cup of tea to deal yeah it's not mess. everyone's i mean it, difficult finances man difficult, difficult. Yeah, okay. i would like to pitch in like you know uh, this uh, i think i think it's a bright start to be very honest because the kind of problem with the board is was actually dealing uh, and the board actually changed i think it's actually a bright start they haven't signed players with you know very uh, big wage bills plus they have signed uh, most of the players who were uh, free agents so to start with i think it's actually very great compared Unless to what amount the, of baggage yeah yeah exactly you know what the other the last board was actually shit and you know the kind of dealings that they had done was uh, atrocious so i think this uh, board is uh, like the kind of situation they were in they are doing really great for starting and uh, i think they'll do uh, like they'll do better and going forward so yeah so shuja uh, i mean one, just setting context here. for the shitty deals they made i mean um, arda turan came with an insane <laughs> wage did not play any game went in a flash and cost a lot to the team so they did a lot of insensible uh, transfers man that made no sense on huge wage bills so it was just about time that it is going to bite them in their ass and unfortunately it's not the same uh, board that is uh, that created this mess is dealing with it it's the different board but then yeah that's how it is that's another part of the problem that's part of the challenge that's that's what you uh, so inherit. another uh, another like point to add was here that for people who don't know the current board uh, the president of barcelona juan laporta for those who followed barcelona back in the 2010 and 9 he is the one who has uh, he is the he was the president during the messi javi iniesta puyol era the sex double and trebles he was the one uh, who was the president that time he ran again for the elections in 2015 but that time bartomeu was the president and having won the treble that time the socios the people who are basically members of barcelona who have the power the to vote for the president the stakeholders they they blindly voted for him same like how elections happen in india like you know the people forget what you are and they remember the recent things and <laughs> yeah that nice that's exactly that's a nice analogy his, his entire campaign was based built on the travel that we on the travel on my presidency and vote for me but the fact of that was that that team that was built was because of pep guardiola even though pep guardiola left left in 2012 that obviously it's not like a coach leaves in one year and the team is finished that team is still existing and till that team gets finished it, like all the players leave that team is going to produce something and it produced in 2015 where we saw msn and everything like what we saw like 2015 happen 
even without Guardiola, and he took the credit for that, and then he screwed us over. Yeah, so that is exactly the question which I was going to ask you, Shuja. But since you have answered it already, thank you very much. Akash, bringing you into the conversation, yeah. pressure on Ronald Koeman. I think uh, for this season, yes, uh, since Barcelona is a big, uh, big club, there is always a pressure on the manager. But I think this season is a kind of a transition phase for Barcelona. Since Messi moving out and new players coming in with with the uh, what what do you call it lower wages and uh, as compared which is different uh, from uh, like last four or five years, so I think uh, he'll get a uh, he'll get uh, people will be lenient on him and not really judge him uh, uh, on the Barcelona's performance in this season, I guess. Although he has pretty good uh, squad in his hands, uh, because uh, like uh, Messi gone, but they still have players like Dembele if he's fit, and then Pedri is a good uh, prospect, and also uh, likes of Memphis Depay who got into Barcelona team this uh, this summer. So I think uh, signs uh, signs are good, uh, but. I don't know about the pressure because I don't think so. The pressure will be much on him for this season. This is just a transition phase for Barcelona. People will okay. not judge. I yeah. I personally feel the motivation for Barcelona should be even greater. Uh, it obviously it will be one of the club's biggest challenges ever after having established you know winning as the norm for the past decade and a half, and now they will have to prove that they can continue winning. Without Messi, and an exit. It's a bigger point opinion, to prove. It is a bigger point to prove, and an exit should not make Barcelona lower their ambitions, which should always be to fight for the competitions in which they are, they compete. And if you see our attack, okay, like obviously it is a huge gap. Like the right wing, Messi is gone, but when you see that you know there are players like Griezmann, Aguero, Coutinho, Dembele, Fati. Uh, all of them, like at one point when Messi was set to be in the team, we were thinking, where the hell are these players gonna go? What are we going to do with them? Like it is just too much of potential to like just you know sit and rot on the bench. But I'm sorry now... to interrupt you, Shuja here, but uh, I I think it will sound absurd to you, but with Messi leaving, does does the squad fall into a place little bit with when you can say? A Griezmann can play on the left wing with Ansu Fati being rotational, or a Dembele can play on the right wing with Coutinho being on the camp position and Aguero being on top front. Does does it balance the equation a little bit? And as a Depay is is there as well, so yeah, does does it help out balance? So because the question, the reason me asking here is because when we talk Messi on one level and the rest where they are. With Messi out of the equation, does this level the playing field for everyone? Uh, it definitely gives people an opportunity to rise, to step up, to show what they're made of. Obviously, uh, Coutinho, Griezmann, Messi, uh, it is not hidden from the world that they are all of the same profile. And uh, obviously, Messi being the greatest compared to all the three of them. Uh, to, so, the thing is... So, yeah, the, the thing is, uh, it uh, I think uh, for players that have not performed, as much as uh, they would have liked the likes of Coutinho, they should see this as a chance to step up and you know give believe that you know okay fine uh, Messi is gone but 
we're still here. I mean, uh, obviously, nobody can deny that Coutinho, Griezmann, Depay, Pedri, Fati, De Jong, Aguero. I mean, how are we not? Yeah, Aguero. Aguero is also fit. Coutinho is also fit. All these players are fit. And the issue with Barcelona has been, along with all the bad luck that we've had, all our important players have always been injured at some point. So, yeah, uh, now that I see everyone is, everybody is fit, party is back from injury and we are signing a nice right back. We are, we are no longer with Nelson Semedo. And uh, we have a very strong midfield. Like the other day uh, I was here, I, I think we were speaking and there's this La Masia boy who is just 16 and who has just turned 17. Uh, youngsters that are coming up from the youth ranks of La Masia now more than ever, which is what we need. The likes of Ansu Fati, the likes of Vicky Puj. Pedri might not be a exact La Masia graduate, but he definitely Ramis plays like Evans one. is one of the graduates, right? Yeah, but he is in PSG. Xavi Simmons. A lot of La Masia graduates. Eric Garcia, another La Masia graduate. And uh, for people who, obviously, he's going to stick around for a long time and we will be seeing him uh, lead Barcelona's defense in the future. And he is tipped to be the future captain of Barcelona. That is how he has risen from the ranks in uh, La Masia. And uh, what La Masia is doing these days is that the talent has come up to such a level where, you know, they, they were very good enough to play in the first team. But because Lionel Messi plays there and all and the likes of, you know, Coutinho and Dembele and more talents play there, it is not right to, you know, let them go wasted on the bench. That is why the likes of Eric Garcia and other players they are were exported. They were exported. They were sent to good clubs to like gain some experience. And now they're coming back. And uh, speaking of uh, le- like left left back positions, like what Barcelona is doing currently is that they are for every position where they have a star player, they have a La Masia graduate waiting to, for an opportunity. They're waiting that that player gets injured and I prove a point there. And uh, this guy called Yusuf Demir has been signed uh, recently from Austria. And uh, I mean, obviously it is a crime to say this, but he he plays like Messi. Okay, he plays like Messi. And it's obviously he doesn't hold a candle to him as of now. He's only 17. But uh, he, he plays really well. And I'm damn sure he's going to uh, rise to the, to the ranks. And uh, same goes for this uh, another midfielder called Gavi and Ricky Puj. And there are, there's a lot. Of, basically, there's a lot of talent uh, at the back. It's just that, you know, since unless they make their official debut in Barcelona and start playing regular minutes, the entire world is not going to see them. But it's just a matter of time, in my opinion. And obviously, chaos uh, chaos leads to opportunities. And what what more of a chaos than Leon Messi leaving? Yeah, what a great line to, you know, give a conclusion to your statement. And with that, it looks like... So, basically, it looks like Messi will be moving on. And definitely, Barcelona do not have any option but to move on. And to be very honest and precise, they still have a very good squad, obviously. A deficit of Messi will make a big, big impact. But they have good, good, really good attacking squad to not to at least replace Messi, but at least overcome what they would miss in Messi with various different players coming in on uh, different, different personalities. And with that, Let's move on to the next topic we have for today. And I would like to introduce this topic with a quote which was given by a manager in April 
of the same year, April 2021, where he said that they were not going to sign a striker uh, who's going to come very, very, very expensive because that club does not have the kind of money. Uh, would anyone of you want to make a guess who we are talking about here right now? We cannot afford it. <laughs> yes, it is Pep Guardiola and Manchester They City. could not sign a striker, so they went ahead and signed a midfielder. <laughs> so, we are talking about the most expensive British transfer and it's Jack Grealish who has made a permanent move to Manchester City from Aston Villa. And what what do you guys have to say about that, um, Harsh? What, what views do you have here about uh, that kind of big money move, the most expensive British signing. I mean, I'm at loss of words over here, man. I uh, We already discussed this uh, uh, on our... And uh, where we said that, you know, it's back when it was yeah. Back when it was just <laughs> a speculation. Yeah, when we were just speculating on it. And uh, I was the one who said that they should buy a Harry Kane because they have that kind of a hole in the striking position, but they have so many players in midfield and where, if Jack Grealish comes, where will he play? But, you know, I don't think no, like Pep Guardiola. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't think like Pep Guardiola. <laughs> so, so, he went ahead and bought uh, Jack Grealish and I am still, I, I look forward to it. I mean, he's Pep Guardiola. He's the uh, Premier League winner. He's thinking, I mean, he might be thinking something good. and uh, But I just don't know. I mean, whatever. I have such a less and little uh, knowledge about football. But I cannot make sense of this transfer. I just cannot. <laughs> you really are at loss of words. Why will he play? Oh my God. Yes, uh, Shuja, would you like to add something here? It's, it's, okay. it's a very interesting starting. conversation we are going to have right now. <laughs> okay, so starting starting with his transfer fee, 100 million. In my opinion, Jack Grealish is not a penny more than 65, 66. Okay, but if obviously... you can spend like, 90 million on Pogba, then you can spend 100 million on <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is Manchester United. That is why their last Premier League title was in 2013. Anyways, the, what I was saying Ooh, was... My drop. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, we 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 always sit, we always not not us. I'm just talking about a uh, football crowd in general. We sit and criticize, you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid business and how they've been dipping, and then we forget that you know there are big clubs like United who are yet to win something since 2013, and they, apparently they've been doing better business, and they have more money, <laughs> they're financially better, and so and so and so. Okay, so I don't know why what Barcelona and Real Madrid have done. Special to okay, but anyways, uh, moving on, that's not the topic. Uh, what I was saying was Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish again, 100 million is way too overpaid. Again, the English tax has English tax will be the death of some club someday, I feel, because the amount of money they spend just because he's English is, I mean, it's, it's not it's not really a very good thing to appreciate, but city being city and the, the pockets that they have. Uh, while some might say that you know they have a very huge pocket. I I see it in another way. I see that there are three, four players who are going to leave City this season, uh, starting with Bernardo Silva. Pep Guardiola has outright mentioned it today. 
that uh, Bernardo Silva wants to leave and uh, there are another two, three players who want to leave and uh, we are we are okay to let them go if anybody comes. And knowing that they are City players, I am very sure the clubs will want them. because They have a good resume. Yeah, they have a very good resume and they are very good technically gifted players. And uh, coming to the 100 million, uh, overpaid obviously. But then I think, I mean, having won three Premier Leagues in four years and the price, not the price though, prize money of Premier League itself being 150 million and uh, over that into three years and other competitions and this and that. And obviously winning a Champions League is not as, uh, does not have the kind of prize money that comes with winning a Premier League compared to winning a Premier League. So I think, yeah, they have the money for it, uh, that they have the budget. So let's see. Overpaid, but yeah, not unjust. So Akash. Harry Kane still in contention with 100 million of Jack Grealish. Does 100 million of Harry Kane look still feasible for Manchester City here? Uh, Man City, like the only position that Man City is not, uh, does not have good players is like a striking position. Like they have Gabriel Juices. He is good, but he is not, uh, not uh, to the level of Aguero. So they will be missing Aguero this season for sure. Uh, and they need a striker actually. Since Grealish is not a striker, he'll probably he'll be probably playing in the wing or the left side of the midfield. So I think they need a striker, and Harry Kane is the best striker in England currently. So I think it will be a good move for them. But uh, uh, I don't think it will be a good move when it comes to financial fair play because they have already spent hundred million, and they'll be and uh, Tottenham is asking for like 150 or 160 million for Harry Kane, which is too much for Harry Kane. So I think this deal will not be done in this summer. Okay. So, Harry Kane to City, yeah. So, so when, when we speak about, uh, I would really like to apologize to Pep Guardiola if he ever gets to listen what we are speaking about. And we, in the earlier episode, said that signing Jack Griffith would be a stupid idea, but then eventually it is done now. And... What what kind of a formation would uh, City be playing, and where would you? Uh, what position will Jack Grealish be playing? Because obviously you don't play pay uh, hundred quid, hundred million quid, and expect the player to sit on the bench. Harsh, where do you think he would play? The bench. Godila <laughs> 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 said he said in his interview that he'll be playing on the left side as a winger. Or like an attacking midfielder. I mean, uh, wearing the shirt number ten. He's wearing the shirt number I think, ten. I think. I think. I think. Uh, I. I. I have this. I don't know, but I think he's gonna play as like, like a false nine or something. He's gonna just uh drop uh off, and uh, he's gonna use his wingers uh, to gain some uh, goals because. Perfect. Most of the most of the goals I think next season are coming from Riyad Mahrez and Raheem Sterling, and uh, Jack Grealish is a good protector of the ball, so maybe he can uh, he can just drop in a little bit behind the wingers. He can hold the ball for them, and that is a theory I have. Apart from that, uh, okay, okay. Um, so uh, sorry to cut you off here, but I have a very interesting question to to you right here. Um, that question is, when you speak about 70 million or 75 million Virgil van Dijk standing in your defense with that kind of a money, 
Does a hundred million Jack Grealish in your team sounds the same? No, not at all. I mean, again, that kind of a money attached to him. I mean, Does he's English. Your... He's English. He's gonna be overpriced. That is, I mean, as simple as that. The other day we were discussing about Ben White being fifty million. I mean, yeah, Ben White is. Uh, all the English players are gonna be overpriced. Jack Grealish had a tremendous season. Jack Grealish had a tremendous Euro. Jack Grealish's stocks are like as high as they can be. Aston Villa decided to end cash on it. They've already uh, secured uh, that position. They have got a player from Bayer Leverkusen uh, for the same position that Jack Grealish used to play. So they are secured there. They would buy maybe three, four more players, and they would target a better finish. They finished eleventh. Definitely. it does not make sense 100 million for jack grillish but then that's the kind of world we are living in that's the kind of overpricing there is i mean when we paid uh, that kind when liverpool paid that kind of money for uh, virgil van dijk virgil they knew for sure uh, they they knew for sure uh, what services they're going to get i mean even here uh, the Manchester City knows what kind of services they are going to get, but does that uh, create the same value? I mean, uh, Aston Villa just sold. I mean, Aston Villa bought Danny Ings for what thirty million? Yes, exactly. So thirty Dan- million. Just imagine Leon Bailey and Emi Buendia. These yeah. are the three. Leon Bailey is the guy they got in from Bayer Leverkusen. Leverkusen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he's a good. He's a good. He's a good uh, player. And uh, Danny Ings again, English. Thirty-three years of age, and uh, for thirty million. So yeah, there you have it. Performance is good. It's not that it's a. I mean, I it's, it's yeah, a questionable signing, but on and off, he he might. He he will he will he get has... them. He will get them goals. That's for sure. But not the kind of price, you know. I mean, I'm I'm just. I'm. When you have hundred hundred million quids in your bank, uh, yeah, a small. Fluctuation would not affect that pocket too much, and with the kind of strike rate uh, Danning has shown over time, he will definitely be worth the money. Not if up to the mark, but at least he'll he'll support Aston Villa in a good way. Um, Shuja, you uh, wanted to add something here. Yeah, I mean, speaking about Jack Grealish and Aston Villa, uh, uh, I don't know, people might know this, but uh, last season. When uh, Jack Grealish was in talks with Aston Villa to renew his contract, the only terms were that uh, he would renew. Uh, but if a top four club, a Champions League club, came knocking, uh, they would have to let him go, and the release clause for that would be hundred million. And uh, Aston Villa was very happy to uh, do this because uh, their idea was that uh, the goals that come from Jack Grealish, the creativity that comes from Jack Grealish, that money we Uh, the yeah the creativity and goals that come through jack grealish uh, that would be invested in three different players and uh, that's what they've done and now coming to city the thing with city is that uh, there is no position that is fixed in city it all depends upon who is in form as for me it's going to be a front three of uh, kevin de bruyne uh, jack grealish on the left and uh, probably mahrez on the right and phil foden gundogan and fernandinho might Or Rodri might form the midfield. 
it's uh, really hard to say because they have so many players who can some play anywhere. squad depth city has yeah they have some squad depth i have i recently saw a meme or something uh, which was showing uh, two lineups from manchester city squad and uh, it yes. was hard to yes. it was hard to it was hard to realize <laughs> which one would win okay because that yes. is, that is the squad depth that they have so I yeah mean, obviously I mean, and Taran uh, Torres know, why would you miss that guy he's yeah. such a nice player Torres he's scoring Rodrigo against uh, yeah Rodri so uh, that being said uh, yeah i think uh, i think he'll just add to city squad depth and increase the competition because as we seen that you know sterling is not being the sterling that he has been like two seasons back so this just adds more competition to him and hopefully they might who knows they, they might be looking to offload some player i mean the we have still have one month on the see of the season left 25 so, days 25 days 25 days and coming to harsh's point on a striker uh, i personally also believe that you know every team needs a striker how can you play without a number 9 but i have seen manchester city winning premier league without one so maybe they know what they're doing and, even spain but, team used to play it right playing in yeah even spain team Yeah. There was no striker. Uh, yeah. There was no striker in Spain. I mean, uh, Fernando Torres and all were main. And players. we are used to come, but they usually used to play with uh, Iniesta and other two in on the. Yeah, field. Iniesta, like basically Phil Foden, Iniesta, all these profiles, they they're versatile, right? So if a player is versatile, they can play anywhere in midfield and uh, like Messi. Messi is also versatile, but obviously his skill level is different. But that many players can be versatile. It's just a matter of how good they are. That yeah. So, that, so now that uh, we have spoken about a uh, hundred million quid player Jack Grealish, uh, invaluable player like Messi, there have been a lot of speculations around the return of Romelu Lukaku to Stamford Bridge, and with to a, that I ask, how does it feel, Pande? Uh, how does it huh, feel it feels, to let him go? I and have him and back. again find him back <laughs> for uh, double the money. Huh? No, double, double, not even triple, double, triple. like four times. One thirty <laughs> million, my God. Oh uh, yeah. I, 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 to be very honest, see, I have a really lot of mixed emotions right here because uh, Utkarsh is not here. Uh, he would have verified that while he was playing for Manchester United, and uh, mind you, he signed. for manchester united at a 90 million quid rate and uh, everyone Lukaku has a big time hater of lukaku <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly he hates lukaku every time uh, he, he get the ball utkarsh used to first be touch, like what uh, a shitty first. first touch he has and it turned out that he left he left for some good amount of money obviously united had to take a loss and in two seasons in inter at, at inter um, i would say he has done really really well but i have always felt uh, for a striker to be in italy and then come back to england or come to england well chelsea's history has been very good with italian italian players from who have come from italian leagues like uh, gianluca vialli or you can say gio franco zola or desai uh, so these kind of players have come in and have adjusted well and for the latest edition there's jorginho who didn't seem to play the part but eventually has a very good control of the ball so when you talk about that kind of a player who's coming in i feel good he has the strength to hold of the ball he has the strength but 130 million oh my god that is like too much money why are we 
spending 130 million you, you might as well add just 40 million and get haland at this point <laughs> well you know when we, when we are sitting at our homes and talking about it and so like 40 million or de do kya hi jata hai and, and not like this salary is a lot of money you know it's the salary like also is 12 million yeah see salary is something which i think chelsea can take care of and at this point of time they have the money also to sign lukaku but i have big big question marks over the signing of lukaku as a chelsea fan because 130 million and a track record of not being able to work out with manchester united is something which uh, scares the shit out of me uh, but if this goes through if he comes oh i then if he works out if this signing works out then liverpool and city we are coming i think uh, i think Lukaku turned shitty only in Man United. United is a club that can do that thing to any player these days. <laughs> look at Pogba. Look at Lukaku. I'm definitely, I'm so definitely I mean, uh, Lukaku was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when Lukaku signed for United, it made all the sense in the world. He was tremendous with Chelsea. I remember him going to West Brom on loan. Good he had a wonderful season there. Everton. He went for to Everton on loan. He had a wonderful season there. He was he was uh, permanently signed by Everton. He had a wonderful season there. It's just that when he came to United, he turned shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we can't really blame Lukaku for that. And look at him. I mean, I have followed his. Uh, I have followed his <laughs> performance uh, in uh, even I mean uh, we have all we have all seen him in the world cup we have seen him in the euros he's a fucking tank okay like you cannot take the ball off him I mean when he's running he, the ball he's the scoring he can make some assists as well I mean like as good as a tank I mean just give him and he'll roll with the ball and uh, defenders would come and bounce off of him So yeah, I think his game has improved. He's learned to read the game better. He makes runs. Uh, his first touch has improved. I don't know how, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's he's done good. Yeah, I mean, uh, he he is a protagonist in Inter's Inter Milan's uh, title, Serie A title win, which is not easy. I mean, especially when, uh, especially when you know Juve has been ruling Serie A ever From since a very yeah, long ever since, time for a for a very long time ever since. you know like, inter like milan and inter milan were big clubs eight nine seasons so i mean putting a stop to that and being and not having a better squad than uh, uva i i feel i mean in all the terms uva were much better but you know uh, credit to credit to uh, lukaku and antonio conte conte mm, well i i as i as i mentioned right i still am pretty skeptical about him coming and but as as we are discussing right we have said that pep guardiola has to be stupid to sign jack grealish well he is not and he has done it so the with the likes of the managers there are and it's I, I, all i can say is if it goes through damn it it is going to be a fun fun season and we're going to have a lot of fun fun chat and exactly as kashyap mentions um, पैसा का चक्कर बाबू भैया पैसा का चक्कर सो इट्स इट्स मनी गेम द बिग क्लब्स आर प्लेइंग एंड व्हेन व्हेन यू टॉक अबाउट दैट 
um, I would like to bring in one more player here, and uh, Harry Kane. He has not been reporting uh, to the training here. Kashyap, would you like to add something on this front where expensive signings, players not reporting to to the training, uh, Premier League starting next week? As a fan, as a fan who has just come into football, everything going around you in terms of footballing world. How how do you feel as a supporter of not just a Liverpool football club, but a supporter of English football? How 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 does it make you feel with the so many changes? Because to be very honest, when you started following football um, last season, there weren't a lot of changes apart from Chelsea, where you would be wooing me all the time. Uh, but now that you have seen the actual window, how it works. How how does it feel to see a lot of player movements around here and there? I thought uh, Guardiola and Messi had a love story, but uh, seeing what has happened, I think that's not the case. And Guardiola has really gone crazy uh, signing Grealish for hundred million. It's uh, you know it's really overpriced deal. Uh, to be very honest, this shouldn't have happened, or it should have happened in a you know in a amount which was considered fit for Grealish and player not coming to uh, training sessions. I think uh, with so much going around in the football, you know, like Harry Kane, I thought uh, Harry, Harry Kane might sign for Manchester City, but uh, that did not happen because it was, you know, it was a rumor from starting, you know, that Harry Kane might be going to Manchester City uh, on Instagram and everywhere, but eventually they signed Grealish. Like how foolish they shine the midfielder. So, <laughs> so uh, when yeah. we talk about that, uh, Harry Kane does not want to stay. Tottenham does not want to sell. And every time that has happened, sorry to cut you off, uh, Kashyap here, but uh, every time that has happened, uh, it has turned into a big fiasco for the club and the a transfer. A transfer. a transfer, yeah, a transfer fiasco. It has been seen in David De Gea and Manchester United. It has been seen in Thibaut Courtois, Chelsea and Real Madrid. So, every time there has been a fight between the club and the player about the transfer strategies, it has not resulted well for the club and the player both. And do you think, Shashank, that at this stage, uh, Tottenham should take the money, sign some good players? Or do you think that Tottenham should fight for Kane. See, to be very honest, I think Harry Kane should move on. It's been quite some time that he has been playing in that club. And for a player like with the stature he has, I think he should move on and try to win some, you know, silverware elsewhere. It's an interest of like both of them, Harry Kane and Tottenham as well, because Tottenham can actually cash in a lot of money by selling Harry Kane. And they can buy players like, you know, they can actually get two or three players in the price they'll sell Harry Kane and it's you know good for both of them like for the club and the player uh, as well so yeah I think the deal should have happened but eventually it did not happen uh, uh, all hail Guardiola plus a uh, suggestion for Barcelona they can you know uh, I, I think if Bar- like uh, Brethwaite scores maybe 10 goals in this season Barcelona should offer Brethwaite to Manchester City for 80 million and they'll buy him 
So, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. A very good logic. Um, so, with that, I would I mean, like to we, ask. We yeah. can all laugh about it, right? We laughed about it last season also. But <laughs> that, that is what happens. We always, the, it all comes down to money and they always have money and how much, how many times are we going it's to the love. talk it's about the love of money? Yeah. How much, how many times <laughs> are we going to go through that loop? Oh, they spend overpaid, they overpaid. The thing is, as long as the club is being run and the amount of money you're getting, you're generating, you're getting profit. Basically, if your turnover is in, is, is, in, is turning into a positive, then you can't really say anything, right? And Guardiola, <laughs> knowing Guardiola, I don't know. Maybe he can just field uh, no front three and all midfielders and probably do something. And because well, that is what it looked like last season. He's yeah. the magician. Did anybody actually notice a striker in City's formation last season? Did anybody <laughs> see a striker? Somebody coming from the middle. Everything I mean, was happening from the maybe. Current Torres used to come, right? Current Torres used to come. Something. It was I mean, very, it was very different. Yeah. I mean, uh, Agaj, if you saw, if you saw Gundogan is sometimes coming and yeah, yeah, Gundogan used to be uh, played as a box to box midfielder who used to score goals. Okay, uh, he has been new tweet from Fabrizio Romano coming in regarding Harry Kane. So Harry Kane has issued a statement that it's been almost ten years since I made my first debut. Yeah, yeah. Dot dot blah blah blah. And uh, while I won't go into the specifics of the situation, I want to clarify. That I would never or have never refused to train. I will be returning to the club tomorrow as planned. I wouldn't do anything to jeopardize the relationship I have with the fans who've given me so much unwavering support during my time with the club. This has been the case as it is of today. So he's saying that he would come back and he would train and he was on a holiday. He posted this on Instagram also. Yeah, yeah. Quite a holiday. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, just coming back to the conversation, I think the striker position all in all is being reimagined, I guess, by these new age managers. Look at uh, Jurgen Klopp, look at uh, Apna, Guardiola. I mean, they are playing, they, I think Klopp has redefined the entire concept of a striker. The most defensive player of the team is the striker. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll, we'll have a separate time. session on that when we talk about Bobby Forbino in whole. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. In so our case, strikers are our invert, inverted wingers. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's that. A lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to. Um, well, we'll be getting busier and busier in the weeks coming. Um, league starting next week. And uh, I think a couple of leagues are starting tomorrow itself. Uh, I'm not sure. So, we'll be coming up with a lot yeah, more. One, one, one more, like, well, talking about money. Uh, Pandey, uh, how's Kepa? Kepa is good. I, if he does not That's go good. on loan, he's a very good number two. He's a very good, number so... two goalkeeper of seventy-five million pounds. <laughs> no man, it's well, crazy. <laughs> when you have a Russian oligarch funding you, we don't have to care about who's one and who's two. So then we were all about Manchester City five that, minutes that, ago, right? That, that, that's, yeah. what, that's what I was. That's what I was. My messy yeah. dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we I was thinking. Right, like eventually, every, especially especially the clubs that have owners. So the owners are like what their parents, right? It's like it's just about how much they love you. Okay, <laughs> it's just about how much they love you. 
well arsenal <laughs> arsenal's parents don't love them <laughs> yeah exactly arsenal parents hate them okay i i just feel you know if chelsea bits for messi people it's saying bulati hai par jane ka nahi that's all in the champions european champions uh, i will i'll give one one more update on this uh, messi is almost almost he signed for psg he has refused the number 10 from neymar neymar had offered him his jersey but messi was like no i'll go back to my number 19 so messi to psg is 99% done any other oh. move would be a shock so i want psg to buy sorez as well yeah i want i want psg to buy sorez as well you know at least less basketball and msn msn with ramos and and you know the best part is ramos is playing in defense aapas aapas mein all the barcelona fans that are free agents would also get a club now <laughs> oh my god that's a lot of banter for one day uh, my cheeks are hurting so uh, so with that i think today's episode uh, should come to a close and we spoke a lot about uh, the kind of money which is being moved around the market and since the league is starting next week we'll just get busier and busier and you should expect to get some more news from rn because by the time we release our next episode a decision on messi's future would be made a decision on lukaku's and harry kane's future should be made and there's a lot more to look forward to with the season starting next week thank you guys and thank you thank you very much have a very good day